Welcome to episode 11 of Side Quest. Quest, 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 Quest. I'm your host, Kyle McCleskey, and I'm here with the Alan one, Jenkins. The one and the only Alan Jenkins. And today we are going to be asking and answering the question of Is Home Alone as a series? Are they all Christmas movies? Would you call it a Christmas series? Okay, so first we do need to discuss what a. Home Alone movie is in there. I'm uh, talking about the base five. Right. One, two, three, four, and five. The Home Alone series. Right. Now, technically speaking, what other movies could be considered Home Alone that don't have Kevin McAllister? Though I'm just talking about the ones that are labeled Home Alone. Labeled Home Alone. I, I don't know if there are any other ones. But there are other movies that Home could Alone. be considered Home Alone style. Are there other movies no, that, I, that involve kids with hijinks? Not that I can think of. I'm just talking about the actual Home Alone movies, the five. What about Die Hard? <laughs> Can Die I ask Hard? you about something completely okay. irrelevant again? Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Um, oh, <laughs> Chris, I picked the one that is a Christmas yeah. movie when I'm talking about it. Duh. Okay, so Fifth Element, which Home Alone so movies much. are Christmas movies? So obviously the first one. Yeah. Right? We, we could... the, the first one happens at Christmas. Yeah. And um, uh, they get scammed by a kindergartner. Yeah. Right? The second one definitely takes place at Christmas, I remember, because he goes to New York and he sees the Rockefeller tree and he's pissed at his parents because they're like, well, why don't you decorate a palm tree? And I always wanted to say, well, mom, why don't you kill the spirit of Christmas, you unfeeling bitch? (laughs) (laughs) You Grinch. (laughs) You green Grinchy bitch. (laughs) Anyway, yeah. But so that's what I'm saying. Like, I remember for growing up through these Mm -hmm. because... Home Alone 1, that came out in 1990. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, uh, and then 92 was Home Alone 2. There right. was a big gap between 2 and 3. And I don't know if something changed between 2 and 3, but for some reason to me, 3 didn't feel that much of a Christmas movie because it seems like as the movies got more and more in, as the future iterations of it were made, it seems like they drifted away from it. Does that feel as it doesn't feel like Christmas as much? Well, see, that it feels highly emphasized. I would say now I haven't seen number four and number five. I have a deep connection to the first one, obviously, like every '90s kid, because everybody's yeah. seen that movie. The second one, I probably rewound that scene where Kevin's mom freaks out and screams and then falls over, like. Like oh, sort of I did too. That really amazing bit of physical comedy, yeah. yeah because remember. it's it's fun to watch how the other characters react. It's so funny. <laughs> that scene is is genius. It's literally genius. Yeah. Um, and I also have a deep connection to it because I love Christmas trees. I connected in a in a in a very large way with Kevin being mad at yeah. his parents. Obviously, yeah. My parents tried to get me a fake tree when I was about fourteen or fifteen, and it's still out in the shed. But yeah. we only did it for one year. And then after that, I wouldn't have it. I wouldn't take it anymore. It's against your moral code. <laughs> it's, against, it's against my religion. And that is Santaism. Yeah. I'm I'm fully North Pole uh um North Pole reformed. Yeah. Um <laughs> very complicated theology. <laughs> yeah. Well that's what I'm saying, like We believe that Santa Claus is a real man. But speaking of the <laughs> Christmas tree, right? <laughs> yeah. So I've seen one through five. Yeah. 
Well, I was going to say, I was going to say, the third one feels like a Christmas movie to me. I haven't seen the other two, but the third one has snow. The third one has a toy that is the center of the the whole, like, spy ring. But is a toy enough to be the emphasis of Christmas? Well, it's a Christmas toy, right? It's Well, it's kind of. It's not intended as a Christmas toy. It's like Christmas time. It gets swapped out by accident. Originally, it was supposed to Does Christmas never happen in this movie? No. Are there lights? No. There are in the... I can't remember if there are or not. That's what I'm saying. What time of year does it take place? Now I'm doubting myself. It's winter time. It's snowing. There's a bunch of weird um, I would operatives say, okay. that are trying to break into this right. dopey kid's house. It's a spy movie. And, yeah. like, but that's what I'm saying. Like, mm-hmm. the emphasis from Christmas really drips off because in the first and second movie, it seems to, it really fixates on those <clears throat> Christmas shots. Like, right. uh, what's this, who's the, Chris Columbus is the guy that directed it. And he seems to be really, um, he seems to really want to make it feel like a Christmas movie. Well, Chris Columbus loves of, Christmas. Yeah, and he, there's a lot of emphasis on the Christmas tree. There's scenes with him decorating the Christmas tree and setting up everything. The name of his, his name actually is uh, his uh, Chris is is short for Christmas to for Columbus Claus. Yeah, Columbus. Christmas for Columbus. Christmas for Columbus Claus. Christmas for Day. That's what I'm saying. Like, and in the second one, you know, it's Rockefeller tree, right? Right. And, and the whole premise is like spending Christmas somewhere. Mm-hmm. The second, the third movie, mm-hmm. right, starts off as this kid gets a chicken pox after slamming his thing in the toilet again, which I think was stupid. He slammed his. Dick in the toilet? That's what they assumed he did. And that's how we got chicken pox? No, they, they started screaming because they, they they thought um, uh-huh. he had slapped, slammed his thing in the toilet again. Oh, uh, I've never funny. done that as a child. Embarrassing. The You've fact, never slammed your thing in a toilet? No. See? I've always kept it good distance. <laughs> well, <laughs> let me tell you, it's not fun. Well, I, I've never done it personally, it's that I can remember, but anyway, mm-hmm. it's just because he's finding out he has chicken pox and he screamed or whatever. Right. So it was about him staying home and about how his mom... It's like, well, I know you're sick and everything, but work's more important than you, so I'm going to go do that. Um, I'm also a red-haired mom, just like the mom yeah. from uh, it, the the first two movies. It came out in 97. It was that? Stars, it came out in 97? December 12th, 1997. I could have sworn that movie was like a 2000s movie. Nope. Uh, it starred Alex D. Lenz mm-hmm. as Kevin. Or not Kevin, the Kevin character. Well, what is his name in the movie? Yeah, What's his real name? I don't remember. I used to know, but I forgot. Jackie? No. Sean? No. I think it was like Dennis uh, or something. I'd have to Google it. Um, Scarlett Johansson's in the movie, though. Pucifer. Um, Pucifer? That is very, that sounds very... Django. That J- sounds, it was Django. It's Django. How did you... Know? Wow. Django and... Django he, Unchained McAllister <laughs> was his name. No, no. It's a different character in this movie, and this is a point... Yeah, I know. His name is Django Unchained McAllister. Yeah. Kyle. There's a point I want to make as far as with the chronology of Home Alone. <laughs> am, I, am I irritating you? No, it's fine. I'm just trying to... <laughs> Alex Pruitt is his name. I don't know what he went on to do, but... Is that the name of the actor? Yeah. No, um, the name of the character is Alex Pruitt. The name of the... Kid, the name of the kid the name is of the Django. actor is Alex D. Linz. D. Linz? Yeah, D. Linz. And... What else was he even in? D. Dot Linz. What else did he even do? I don't know. 
And Scarlett Johansson plays uh-huh. his sister. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, I thought that, I didn't know about that until I watched it recently. I was like, oh shit, that's good old Scarjo. That's, that's Scarjo, bro. That's weird. That's Scarjo. I think I knew that, but I always forget every time I don't watch the movie. Yeah, it's been a while since I've seen it. On but purpose. I mean, and and again, another trope they used to carry on with one and two with Chris mm-hmm. Columbus was Kevin would always make a connection with a character, and at the end, they'd also have a happy ending, right? Which I thought was a, a was a some adult who has lost their way in life, whether it's an old man who the town thinks that he uses the salt from his uh, from his trash can to turn bodies into mummies, uh-huh. um, which. When I was a kid, I was always like, how do you, there's not enough salt in the trash can. No. That's not enough salt for a whole body. You gotta have like a mine. I'm like, that's, there's a lot, there's gotta be a lot more salt somewhere. Yeah. This is an insult. Does he just have a bunch of salt? Does he salt them away? (laughs) Is he he a salty guy? Does he cut them up and put them in the trash cans with the salt? And then he spreads the salt on the ground? Or does he, does he take the salt? Where does he supply the salt? Where does he get the salt from? Does he own a salt mine? Does he go to the salt store? Does he go to the salt storage? By large, that'd be <laughs> suspicious. Does he put them in the salt bags? He's got to, you know, yeah. Just that would be suspicious. A guy coming in buying that salt all the time. Is the guy at the store like, hey, you find a lot of salt? Maybe you turn bodies into mummies. Yeah, I'm gonna get this. You're getting on the FBI salt list. Obviously, none of that is true. Yes. Um, I could have sworn this movie actually took place but, during. Yeah. During Christmas. Yeah, anyway. So they carried on that trope with the third one somewhat. Right. Because he connects with Mrs. Hess, right? Mm-hmm. At the end, he's like, oh, Mrs. Hess is like, oh, you're not such a crotch nugget after all. I'll tolerate <laughs> you. I almost froze to death in my in my, uh, in my uh, garage, poorly tied to a, tied to a uh, chair, but whatever. Anyway, <clears throat> so that was three. Right. And I was okay with three. And, and just so everybody knows... Uh, Alex D. Linz was in Max Keeble's big move, you stupid idiot. Oh, my bad. Um, <laughs> and also, he was How a voice actor in a lot of cartoons. Oh, yeah? Uh, Full Court Miracle. Oh, yeah. My Brother the Pig. Link. One of my faves. Quite like. Um, Bounce, starring uh, Ben Affleck and, and a, Gwyneth Paltrow. And a basketball. As well as a movie called Bruno. Oh. In the year 2000. Is that like the... Is that a uh, Sasha Baron Cohen s character? No, different Bruno. Okay. <laughs> this one has. Uh, it looks like uh, that guy from CSI New York. Oh. I say that, but it's, they, they, I know what you're talking why, about. Why? Why is it the Detective thing I think Stabler? Of? Is that that guy from CSI? He's he's Law the guy from for you. No, not the guy from Law and Order S for you. You know what I'm talking about. I know who you're talking about yeah, though. Listen. No, he was in. He was in uh, Forrest Gump. Oh, uh, Dan, Dan? Gary Sinise. Gary Sinise. Yes. Obviously, Lieutenant Dan is what I know him for. <laughs> yeah. But the first thing that comes into my mind now when I hear Gary Sinise is CSI New York, and I don't know why. It's his face, man. It's I've just, never seen that show. Him? I've never seen that show. Yeah. I watched, like, one episode when CSI was popular. It's kind of like that, um, there's another show that I just recognize the character by his face, but I don't know his name based on his show. But anyway, so... Sorry, I've, go ahead. I watched Home Alone 3, mm-hmm. and like I said, I thought it was okay. So, last December, mm-hmm. my wife was about to deliver our child, and we were bored. So, I went ahead and I bought the entire Home Alone series on DVD, and I was like, I'm going to watch 4 and 5. <sighs> Let me tell you, 4, which came out November 3rd, 2002, 
You made an awful mistake one day. I made an awful mistake. It was awful. So, they, mm-hmm. you know how the chronology sort of stopped at 2, right? Yes. Like, Home Alone 2, and then Home Alone 3 is like its own thing. It's mm-hmm. different characters. Well, in Home Alone 4, they tried to bring back the same characters mm-hmm. with none of the characters from the original movie. None of the actors. None of the actors. And obviously, Kevin's too old. Yeah. And these, like, the characters were completely... So, French Stewart played Marv... Lovely. And he acted like an idiot. French Stewart is the bargain bin DVD of actors. Yes, he's really He's bad. like the he's the DVD you find at Walmart that like they had in their like they had it in their inventory and on their SKUs like 20 years ago. This I mean, And then you pull it out of the bottom of the box and you're like, "Whoa, how long has this been here?" That's French Stewart. <sighs> Oh, oh, French Stewart. Yeah, I, <laughs> I think you. I just found French Stewart, and he just gets up fully, fully formed yeah, out, of the out of the bed. Oh, thanks. Thanks, huh? guys. Thanks, guys, for helping me out here. It's my name's, my name's French, French Stewart. French Stewart. How does French Stewart even talk? I don't even know. He's, he sounds like this. He's, he has a very... He's got a scrunched face. He's like, I'm going to get you, Kevin McAllister. <laughs> I like that. You know what I'm saying? He did the same thing with the Inspector Gadget movies. Yeah. They did a reboot without... Any of the people from the original film. Yeah. I say film. That's probably a nice word for what was a really strange 90s movie adapting a cartoon starring, uh, what is, the, I can't think of actors' names today. No. Ferris know. Bueller. Starring Ferris Bueller. Day off. Yeah. Yeah. But he didn't get a day off. He had to be a cop. He had to be, he had to be an inspector. It was RoboCop with a, uh, like a jive talking black man playing a car. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was a, it was basically RoboCop. He he gets all screwed up and shot to pieces, and they're like, "We need to use him for the gadget program," which is just the RoboCop program. Oh, but they, I actually like that movie. Yeah, I thought it was pretty good, but yeah. it was just strange. A lot of strange choices. Like the, I remember the the one part of that movie I remember is when the billboard falls down and it plays the Yahoo, Yahoo. <laughs> That's how he gets smashed. I remember that one part. What a strange ad. I know. So strange. Yahoo had all kinds of ads. That's the one thing I remembered about that movie. Anyways, so. All right, so French Stewart is doing his thing in this movie. Yeah, and he's supposed to be Marv. Yes. Somehow he's supposed to be filling in for Joe Pesci. He's supposed to be Dan Stern, Daniel Stern. He's Daniel Stern? Yeah. Marv is not. Marv is not Daniel. That's uh, Harry. Harry is Who's Joe Harry Pe- in this movie? Joe Pesci. Harry's not in this movie. It's just Marv. It's just Marv. He gets out of prison. See, I fi- was confused because when I saw the cover, he's wearing the black stocking cap. And I yeah. thought he was just Harry again. No, he's Marv. He's, he's Marv. supposed to be Marv. Wow. And, and his girlfriend, that apparently he met in prison, mm-hmm. named Vera, which is played by Missy Pyle. Didn't know if you've heard of him. Missy Pyle, isn't she... She's got kind of... She's like a dopey... Uh, she's got a face. she got one of those faces. Yeah, she's, a, she's like a dopey Brooklyn girl. Oh, yeah, what's going down, Mr. 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 Marv? Yes, anyway. Missy Pyle kind of looks like an alien. Yeah. That's maybe a little sexist. Yeah. But anyways, <laughs> so it has to be, like I said, one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. It, to me, I think, is could be better interpreted as... Actual Kevin McAllister's fever dream as he is about to pass on to the next life. It is pretty bad. So the story he just did, he never made it out of New York when he slipped on the ice yes, in the second movie. He this actually was, died. Yes, and this, this is was the, the dream he had as he was going out 
as he was on the ICU table, you know, that, and I think if I don't remember the plot too well, but in this what, plot, wait, his, was he on the ICU table or was he on the ICU table? <laughs> I see, I see you because you're icy because it's cold on the ground, uh, of course, yes, and it's New York. You icy, you so icy, you All so right, icy, fam. Ahead. You so I'm so lit and fam icy. Wow, thanks. Anyways, so uh, thanks a, a robot that digested Twitter terms today. So anyway, <laughs> the plot of this is just bizarre because if you remember right, Home Alone one and two is very mm-hmm. family oriented. Yes, and Home Alone four, his mom and dad divorce. And he's living with his dad. He's going to go stay with his dad at his new girlfriend's house. Yeah. Who apparently owns this big smart home that everything's automated. And, like, you think, like, what what's amazing, and this is what I knew this, this I was wondering if maybe this was made for a child or something. Mm-hmm. Because Marv shows up in a van halfway through and is like, oh, there's Kevin. There's, what is that, Kevin McAllister? I'm going to go get him. Right, and he just kind of slips Kevin. through the gate and he, like, goes in through the back door and... And, you know, and starts harassing him and starts chasing him around like a freaking Scooby-Doo chase scene. It's just the st- stupidest movie. Mm-hmm. I hate it. It was dumb. Sorry for anybody out there who likes it. But just think it's awful. <laughs> that was the worst thing okay. next to I, I'm sure that there is not that big of a fan base listening to this podcast. Yeah, it, of got a, it got a three out of, 3.1 out of 10 on IMDb. Mm-hmm. 24 on Rotten Tomatoes. An audience rating gave it a 2 out of 10. Lovely. Which makes sense. It, does that one take place at Christmas? Yes, it does. It does have more Christmas in it. But I mean, just barely. <laughs> See, that's actually something you were telling me about uh, triggered uh, triggered a thought. The movies, right? Like, <clears throat> in, in like screenwriting, right? If you look at like the book Save the Cat, which is like a really terrible oversimplification of screenwriting. And I think it's actually kind of a bad book. But... That kind of screenwriting technique involves putting in like a ticking clock for your viewer so that they always like and not throughout the whole movie usually. Right. Usually in the third act, you get a ticking clock. Sometimes it's a literal ticking clock. Uh, Like in the movie I watched with Sam last night where they have uh, a Bill and Ted three a literal ticking clock that says you have 77 minutes left to write the song that will save the world. And there's 77 minutes left in the movie. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Um, So sometimes there's a literal ticking clock. But in Home Alone. It's literally Christmas, right? Yeah. If you look at Breath of the Wild, you go, oh, look, I can go to Hyrule Castle and beat Ganon. This is the Ganon. Christmas yeah. is the Ganon in these Home Alone movies yeah. because it's like he has to get to his family by Christmas. Otherwise, he doesn't get to spend Christmas with his family. See, the dynamic in the fourth one is mm-hmm. completely different because he, right. he's going to go. Kevin's supposed to be at his his, uh, his dad's girlfriend's Christmas party. Right. thing that they're having at their house this big fancy house and mm-hmm. of course there's a christmas tree it's a and smart like, home yeah and there's like and there's a christmas tree there and a bunch of like um Katie Seagal and, and ryan merriman from the smart house movie are there yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah there's a bunch of presents around and everything but decorations are really slim and it's very plain and white it just seems like christmas in that movie is a very side character kind of thing yeah it's like so, oh it's christmas but it's not. It's more about this stupid cat and mouse game that Marv's right. playing with Kevin. That some reason they keep letting him back in the house. Which, spoiler alert, eventually find out his dad's girlfriend's in cahoots with him for some reason. Right. For some really stupid convoluted reason. And in the end, he gets saved when his mom shows up at the door and being like, "Oh, hey, Kevin, I want you to blah blah blah." blah. Right. I don't think the parents reconcile, but I can't remember. Right. But that was the end of four, and then I promptly threw that out the window. Just chucked it. 
Okay. Hit a child on a bike. <laughs> they... Turned out it was the kid who played Home Alone Four. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot who played who played him. Home Alone Four. Uh, Mike. Who, that's his name. Mike Wein- Weinberg. Now his name is Home Alone Four. Illegally, his name is Home. Weinberg. Weinberg. Right. Oh my god. Okay. So here's here's my other question. Weinberg? Right. In yeah, the, in this movie, um, are the hijinks good? No, they're awful. So there's not even fun pranks. No, the, like because that's the, the whole point of the movie. The, it's not. It's really ham fisted. It's like like very juvenile. Like oh yeah. I'm going to put a bucket on his head, and he's going to go, oh, I don't know what to do. There's a oh, bucket on my head. Bucket on my head. Like that. Like, it's very Scooby-Doo. Like, oh, there's a net. Oh, there's a tiny net keeping me stopped. Because the, like the whole point of Home Alone is like, ooh, what contraptions is he kind of come yeah. up with next to literally torture and it's, mutilate two adult men? Instead of coming <laughs> up with his own devices, he uses, like, a uh, freaking, um, like, a freaking house remote. See, that's that's pretty much all there is Christmas to it. You can't see the cover, but right. look at that. Kevin just looks stupid. I'm sorry. It looks to, like he has an apple in his mouth. Yeah, I'm, I really apologize to uh, Mike Weinberg who played Kevin McAllister. I'm sure you, you had a great career afterwards, but that movie was uh, definitely a was definitely a skid mark on your uh, he was in Seventh Heaven. That's cool. Life is a house and Stolen Summer. So hey man, you well, you picked yourself up after fucking uh, home. It's probably War. not great that he was in Seventh Heaven. No, I mean since the dad of that show is a literal pedophile. Well, so that's Home Alone Four. It's cancer. Just avoid it. Okay, cut it out of your skin. Cut mm-hmm. it out of your brain after you've watched it. If you have watched it. So then we move on to Home Alone Five, <clears throat> who's again they changed the characters. We're not from Kevin anymore. So there's no more Kevin. Kevin is dead. Kevin is dead. Kevin has been they've, shuffled off this mortal coil. They've taken out Kevin and brought in Finn Baxter. Finn, Finn. Baxter. Finn Baxter. Oh, Finn. That's played nice. by Christian Martin. Look at this. This guy looks like a Calvin Klein model. Show me. Look at him. Look at him. And this is the child. This is the guy who played Finn Baxter. Was he that? Was he that muscled up? No, because we're looking at a picture that now jacked. that's basically like no. The the movie came kind out, of like cheesecake. He was photos. born in two thousand. This came out in two thousand twelve, so he was twelve years old. Well, why was, did you show me the the like muscle looks, picture first? Now I feel gross. See, that's that's him. That's the cover. It's just I thought it was a female, but you can see. Uh, you guys can't see the cover, but it, it looks like could be a boy, girl, probably mm-hmm. a boy. Because uh, hands yeah. in the standard like. The uh, the um, <laughs> Kevin the, scream face. Pro- progressively, these screams have gotten less and less cool. Though. It's true. Because like, look, uh, how, uh, look how fucking the home, uh, home alone one. He's like, ah! his like mouth is contorted into a yeah. scream of like fear. And and then home alone two. Let's look it up. Home alone two. What's yeah, he look like? But there's like a Christmas house on it and everything. Home, home alone two. He's just like. Oh shit! <laughs> it, it's like not again, right? Home alone, yeah. But the first one, his his mouth is literally like contorted into "I'm scared." The second one, he doesn't even do the same facial expression because they were like, "Hey, let's do a different thing for this movie." And even the, even though they did do that again, and, and then the third one is just the Jonathan Taylor Thomas looking character, just looking smug. Yeah, he's like, hey, "I'm gonna kill these guys." <laughs> they don't know what they're in for. And then, this this guy's gonna have a lawnmower literally dropped on his head. Four looks photoshopped. Or he has he he looks like also his like in some of the pictures it looks like his tongue is sticking out way too far, 
So it's just looking like really gross. Yeah, it does. Like his tongue's all wet and you can see the shiny on it. And it's like, why? I don't want to see that much of a tongue ever. Freaking French, man. <laughs> so so Home Alone 4 literally French, Frenches you. Yeah. Um, and then the fourth one is just like a dead-eyed child photoshopped to look like he's putting his hands on his face. Yeah. And he's kind of opening his mouth. Looks like they went to... Uh, but he's not scared. Some uh, royalty-free picture service and they got it off of and that. they found a child there and they but called him up and like, you're perfect you're perfect you're now kevin you're kevin now you're gonna be in his fever death dream so in in the fifth one what's right. that one about tell me all about it so the fifth one's a little bit more interesting i think it's slightly better than the fourth mm-hmm. one it's probably on par with the third maybe a little bit less so in my opinion really yeah it was it was released november 25th of 2012 oh on par with the third one is a, is a bold claim i won't it say stars, because the third one is some masterpiece also malcolm mcdowell plays as sinclair malcolm mcdowell's in the movie yes i think he's the main antagonist what yeah how do they rope him into doing that i don't know the, it's it's a weird so the plot of the movie is uh he he has to stay home with his sister for some reason mm-hmm. and um there's apparently a priceless art piece that once belonged to some to Malcolm McDowell's character, and they're coming back to get it, but they can't find it. And it was actually hidden in a vault somewhere. But like, sounds fascinating. It's actually <laughs> not as bad as this. It's definitely not as bad as the fourth one. I'd say it's pretty close to the third one. But what's really I'm weird surprised about by it, that because the, the third one was like I remember it. You said close to the fourth one or third one? Third one. Because the third one was like released in theaters, yeah, like I, that was a uh, like a feature film, yeah. This one wasn't. with a budget. So I don't think the budget was as high on this one, but they did a better job from it with it. I, t- I tell you what, as far as the IP is concerned, because they stuck to the he actually had somewhat more devious trap setting, and there was a lot of okay. Home Alone three esque uh, sneaky goings on. It's like he was he had the remote control car thing was back, and so they went back to the heist format. Yeah, they went back to the heist format. I see, because it was again it was not just an uh, an old man chasing a kid for a third yeah, time, being like, "I gotta kill this child." It was Malcolm McDowell and two other characters, right. just like in the third one, where it had like the leader and then the two latchkeys that were mm-hmm. trying to break into this kid's house. I guess it was three last time. It was right. four people, but anyway, I can't remember it. Very much, but I can remember it being very dark during most of the movie. Mm-hmm. And I also remember a particular character, which plays the neighbor kid. I thought mm-hmm. this was weird. So there's a kid that is just that he goes and visits two or three times during the movie. Mm-hmm. That's just across the street building a snow fort, mm-hmm. and he goes back to her like two or three times in the movie, and like gets progressively. It's like eleven o'clock at night. He walks out, and this chick's still just behind her snow fort, just sitting there. <laughs> it's the weirdest thing ever. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's, you never sat behind a snow fort for seven hours? Yeah, it's just like, does she, have, does she attach to the ground? Is she <laughs> stuck? She doesn't do a bears to say something? I don't know. Anyways. But it was it, just like a prop they put there and they forgot to take it down. Yeah, I mean, she he interacts with it. I don't remember how, I remember how the movie ends. Mm-hmm. Somewhat amicable, I guess. But they find they find the art piece and it's like kind of like the whole moment. They're like, oh, you have a bunch of money now. That's how and that's how three ended. Right, it's like, the family's rich. Oh, you're rich now because you found this this crazy chip. All your problems are solved. All your problems. Serendipitous. Because the only way, and and here's the real message of Home Alone 3, guys. Only by an act of God can an American family get anywhere. 
Yes. You you have to either win the lottery or have some crazy windfall from thieves trying to literally enter your home in order to have any money. Yes. As and, as a middle American family. And these and that's the real horror. Yeah. <laughs> these thieves are trying to kill you. They just want your remote control car. Yeah. But you don't know. But anyway. So Well, that's amazing. It's a good question. The question once again is brought up. Would you consider after what I told you anyways? That three, four, and five would still be considered actual Christmas movies, or are they just movies that have Christmas themes? Four and five seem to be movies that are set at Christmas or around because it's or never brought up. Christmas, Christmas isn't brought up in the fourth one. Uh, no, it it is because it's it's shoehorned into you, but it's just like an ancillary thing. And the like, fifth one, like oh yeah, and it's also number Christmas. five is the same way. Five's kind of the same way, yeah. So it just is- based on number three. I would say that you really surprised me because I really considered that a Christmas movie. Yeah. Because it's so snowy and there's a kid playing video games and he gets a present. So yeah. I've always been like, Christmas. But now thinking back on it, I can't remember a single See, decoration. He, the the car was not a present. Mrs. Hess gave it to him because she didn't get her bread. And she's a that was terrible her, That person. was his payment for shoveling her driveway or sky side. I didn't get my bread that I got on my internet on my weird plane trip. I didn't get my sourdough bread. That I bought on my weird plane trip to another state or country to state. get sourdough bread. Um, San Francisco. I didn't let my San Francisco sourdough bread. This, to me, brings up an, in a more interesting, another interesting question. Not a more interesting question. Yeah. Because I'm not a shithead. Um, obviously, yes, totally agree. The Home Alone movies now don't really seem like Christmas movies except for one or two. Yeah. Just based on what you said. Yeah. And the third one, wow, completely blew my mind. However, now the larger question is, what Christmas movies do we have that we consider to be about Christmas that are only just around Christmas? Because I think that Mark have a good Christmas movie is maybe using Christmas Day as a plot device. Well, yeah. Right? Maybe it's not the mark of a good Christmas That's, movie, but a lot of good Christmas movies have Christmas Day as like the end point. Yeah, you have to get something X Y Z done by Christmas Day. It's probably well, one of those movies, right, is definitely the one they play on four different channels, twenty four well, hours. Obviously, there's a Christmas a story. Christmas story, right? Yeah, but other movies that take <clears throat> a- ancillary take around, place around Christmas. Lethal Weapon, yeah, takes place around Christmas, right? Bad guy drives into their Christmas tree. But the goal isn't to make it to Christmas, it's just to live. Yeah. <laughs> right? Die Hard. Christmas movie. The goal is to spend Christmas with his wife. Yeah. And he gets to do that by the end. Yeah. Christmas movie. Yeah. Right? Yeah. The goal is Christmas. Yeah. And then... Okay. And then two, four and five. And yeah. Probably not three. <laughs> the goal is not Christmas. Yeah. Therefore... They're about. They they're have Christmas is in them. It's Christmas set themed. dressing, but Christmas themed. Christmas themed, but they're not Christmas. But it's Christmas. not about Christmas. No. So we have definitively answered the question: Is Die Hard a Christmas movie? Yes. 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 Lethal Weapon, surprisingly. Yes. Kind of, but not. I don't know. Lethal Weapon takes place around Christmas, but the goal is to get oh, rigs from not uh, not true. to commit suicide. Because <laughs> that movie's real sad. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember that movie. Do you too remember well. the scene where Mel Gibson puts a gun in his mouth and looks at a picture of his wife and cries? No, that happens. It's long. <laughs> Just drags on it's, and on. It's a long scene. He like bites down on the gun and he's like tears are rolling down his eyes. He's looking at a picture of his wife and then he just like breaks down and hugs his dog, and that's the scene. <laughs> that's lovely. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but like 
on a happier note, what, yeah. what what are some Christmas movies that not necessarily? Let's let's step away from the actual Christmas movies, but what movie mm-hmm. that isn't or is a Christmas movie do you enjoy watching around Christmas time? Count of Monte Cristo. Count of Monte Cristo. Don't know why. I started watching it one Christmas Eve because at, at a certain point in my childhood to teenagerhood. My parents started making me, and we did Christmas, like, way longer. We did Santa Claus way longer than I was supposed to. Like, Christmas is, like, huge in our house, right? And only just this year have we started doing, like, Dirty Santa, or not Dirty Santa, but, like, um, Secret Santa Santa for the family, just because everybody, you know, everybody's poor and COVID is happening. Yeah. Uh, But before that, we, we, you know, we would all buy each other Christmas gifts and, and didn't really pay as much attention we spend way too much on christmas every year yeah not that we were rich before but we were people who were like if we're gonna spend money it's gonna be there it's gonna be on christmas gotcha. um so at a certain point in my teenagerhood my parents started locking me <laughs> in my dad's office on christmas eve but i would sleep in there because we would have family over and they would yeah. always sleep in my bed and so i would sleep on oh, the floor in my dad's office i've been there so the ps2 was in there yeah and so i would watch movies and and like learned magic tricks <laughs> i don't know why but i was really into magic tricks at the time so i started watching count of Monte cristo on christmas eve and it's just become a tradition <laughs> ever since yeah i can't wait to develop traditions with my son it's gonna be fun yeah but i was the same way because like my grandpa would come down and stay and we'd have to like mm-hmm. go sleep like he'd sleep in one room and i have to share a room with my sister and brother and we weren't allowed to get out of the room until after my dad got up or something like that yeah. Because you don't want to see all the stuff Santa brought. My parents wanted to see everybody surprised. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but... Same with my parents. This is why they locked yeah. me in the room. So want, I was sleeping in that room, be, but they... also they want to surprise me. Yeah, they want to see their work pay off, damn it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> We're going to spend all this money. Did, did they ever set, they set, did they ever like put together and set stuff up for you like as you're sleeping? Yeah. I got an air hockey table and a foosball table one yeah. day. It was oh, really yeah. funny because no one ever asked for it. So <laughs> me and my brother and me, my sister were just like... <laughs> uh, it's very weird but uh yeah i guess for me i'd have to go with is i don't really have a movie growing up well i mean there was the the usuals like um right uh rudolph the red nose reindeer mm-hmm. charlie brown's christmas and garfield's christmas garfield's frosty snowman i didn't watch frosty that much thinks you're a little jerk because <laughs> i didn't watch your movies <laughs> probably yeah yeah anyway i didn't watch frosty that much no I did watch um, Garfield Christmas, I think, was a staple. I've never seen it. Then eventually it turned into AVGN. Watching AVGN at I just marathon AVGN, like, right before Christmas. For some reason, it just feels right. Yeah. I mean, I'll give it to you. It's something about, like, the calmness of it, because he does these reviews, and it's just him and you, and there's not a lot of, like... Because, you know, videos on YouTube nowadays, there's all these extra effects and, mm-hmm. like, all this stuff, and they're yelling at you most of the time. It's just him just being angry about something, so you just feel like you're sitting in the room with him, and, and his basement just seems so peaceful. Uh, it Isn't does. It, it, seems, it seems disconnected from the rest of the it world. It does. It's like, it's like NORAD in here. Yeah. It's a very peaceful place for me. Yeah. And all I have is a window out to the backyard and a field... <laughs> Yeah. I don't see people. All I have is my wood paneling and my games. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. just watching him is, for some reason, somewhat uh, just calming. It feels like going to an old friend's house. Yeah, and it, for some reason, it, to me, it reminds me of Christmas, because it's like, you know, it's a time where you're disconnected from all the busy crap in your life, and you're just trying to enjoy Christmas. I love so, that. That's why I like 
watching AVGN. And I also watched that Mystery was, Science Theater. That was beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Science Theater. I also watch some of that sometimes. Uh, right. Christmas Eve, I usually binge it. I guess yeah. It helps me, like... Because when I was little, mm-hmm. I know I, it's a habit I got into when I was little because you couldn't sleep. Christmas right. Eve, you're of too course. excited. Yeah. So I had to come up with, like, I had to watch something or I couldn't fall asleep, and that's a habit I picked up from them. So every Christmas Eve, I'll watch something to go to sleep. My habit is to watch movies. Yeah. Yeah. Count of Monte Cristo was, like, the first one I watched that night, but I definitely watched, like, two other movies. Yeah. I stayed up way too late. You just you one just, and a half at least. The quicker I the quicker I get those presents, but at the same time, you're just like. Uh, but the more movies I watch, the easier it is for me to live right now. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But yeah, anyways. <clears throat> well, let us know uh, what you guys think. Yeah, listeners, what your favorite holiday movie is. Also, make sure to give us your feedback on what you think of uh, the Home Alone movies. I know out there there are going to be number four fans. Yeah, and, and that's fine. But probably saying, not that many. Um, Honestly, I'm going to call it now. I don't think we're going to get a single person defending the movie. Okay. And now we will because I said that. Yeah, I know. And I really want to hear their defense, though. I want to hear it. Let's see it. Let's see it. Give it to me. That's what I love about, you know, this. That, uh, that's what I love about being on, 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 a, on a podcast is you can get other feedback from other people. So it'll be fun. Mm-hmm. It'll be fun. Let me let me hear what you guys think. Let's, let's hear what your favorite. Hear your thoughts on Home Alone, if you have them. And two. Let's hear your favorite Christmas movie or holiday movie and your favorite Christmassy enough, right? Like, what's yeah, because you have AVGN, I've got Count of Monte Cristo. Yeah, what, what is the movie you watch around Christmas, what is Christmas that feels really comfy for you? Yeah, what is your Christmas movie or what's, holiday movie or holiday movie? Yeah, happy holidays because we are definitely not, yeah, Christian. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Merry Christmas, everybody! Yeah. Let's go. So I guess this is a Christmas episode, right? Yeah, definitely. All right, yeah. All right then. Uh, so we, I guess we should wrap it up, eh? Yeah, let's wrap it right, up. Man, it's been real. Merry Christmas, everyone. Uh, we're going to go and have some eggnog and some hot cocoa and whatever other Christmas beverage we can have. Maybe some chocolate. Maybe some choco, hot chocolate. Hot chocolate. Anyway. All right. <laughs> we appreciate everybody stops by. Make sure to go on Facebook, answer those questions. Yeah. Uh, if you're not on our Discord, join our Discord, Retro Reset Pod Discord. Uh, and yeah, and... Twitter's kind of dead. I give up on Twitter. Don't worry about that. Twitter sucks. Go to Instagram. Go to Instagram. Kill a man in our name. Keep a, keep an eye out for a TikTok. Bury yeah. him in the, in, on Ellis Island. And then streams. We'll and streaming on the internet. Streaming on the internet. There we go. All right. <laughs> and make sure to stay tuned. For the next episode of Retro Reset. Later. Peace out. And may peace be with you and Merry Christmas and all that.